Hey everyone and welcome to the Journey of the Brand podcast. My name is Mark and this is my little corner of the social universe to give a real-time documentation of starting and growing a sports clothing brand. So why a podcast? Well, I love researching about how successful people became successful, how the biggest brands became the biggest brands. I love researching about Jeff Bezos with Amazon, Mark Zuckerberg with Facebook, Richard Branson, and anyone you can think of that's built a huge business. But in hearing their stories, it's always retrospective. So it's always told in a past tense because obviously they've already made it. Now, as great as that is, and as much as I've learned, I always have extra questions that I wish I could have asked when Richard Branson was first starting up. And there's little nuances of each story that I want to delve further into and find out more. And I just can't because I'm never going to be able to speak to those people in person. And also our memories get jaded as we get older. So there may be things they've forgotten about that they've done when first starting out or when building the company. So this podcast is, as I say, a real-time documentation of this process. I want to be able to look back personally myself or listen back in many years to come and see what I did this week uh, within the business, see what I did next week within the business and just have a record of what I've done and be able to kind of live it and relive it in the future and see how far I've come and see all the trials and tribulations and the journey as a whole. And that is the pure essence of this podcast. So with this being the first ever episode, I guess the best place to start is to tell you a bit about me and my story up until this point. My main area of work for the last 11 years has been videography. I originally started out in corporate and commercial work, doing a variety of different kind of videography jobs, anything from filming food to interviews in offices, music festivals, talking heads, little promos for social media for companies. Um, Got to work with some great clients, worked with Ed Sheeran, um, Hewlett Packard, the Royal Philharmonic Orchestra, even His Royal Highness Prince Edward. But the bulk of my work was just filming talking heads in offices in London and big cities and, and doing kind of internal work for companies. And the thing I learned really quickly with commercial videography and working for a client is you're essentially an employee for that company you're working for. So although I'd felt it would be a creative outlet, it really wasn't because I was always going against what the client wanted and their remit for the job. So sometimes what I had in my mind and what the finished product was was completely different. But as long as the client was happy with it, then I just had to move on and, and kind of deal with it. So then about five years ago, I moved into wedding videography and... I've been doing that as my main full-time bulk of income for the last five years. I really enjoy doing it. Every wedding's different. I can be a bit more creative um, and tell more of a story within the video. And it's just been a great way for me to be creative, but then I can still do the commercial work if I need to, but more pick more on what jobs I do and what jobs I don't. So my main life for the last 11 years has been trying to build a videography business. But I've always shown a keen interest in products and brandings. I'm a bit of a brand junkie, so like, I would always pick Coca-Cola or Pepsi over a store-owned brand. Um, 
I love all the brands like Apple and I love looking into how brands work and kind of how they've built up this ecosystem of the brand and ethos. I also studied marketing at college. So obviously in the background, although I've been doing videography, I've always had that interest in marketing and branding and PR and everything that encompasses. So how did I acquire a sports clothing brand? Um, this is actually a culmination of about 10 years worth of scenarios and a journey to the point of me actually acquiring the brand. So I'll give a quick kind of breakdown to give a bit of history about the brand and hopefully that will set up to what I talk about after this. Back in 2010, um, I've always been a bit of an entrepreneur and, and want to try different things and have new ideas. My wife is always having a go at me when I say, oh, I've got this new idea. And she's like, stop having ideas, just do it. Um, and this is one of the ideas that I'd done. So growing up as a kid, I was always interested in wrestling, um, WWE style wrestling. Some people call it fake, but I used to love it, love the storylines and whatnot. And again, the branding of it, having all the different characters and whatnot. And I wanted to put some shows on in, in the UK. So I put a couple of shows on in my local area and there was a guy that came to the shows called Ben. We became friendly and then Ben suggested that we put on some shows together and kind of expand the little kind of company that I had. So we got together and we created Southside Wrestling. That went on for about a year um, and then my videography obviously took over and that was my full-time thing and I didn't feel I could give enough to Southside Wrestling so me and Ben agreed that Ben would just take it on and run with it which he did up until last year 2019 and he made a huge success of it. It's a world-recognized company now. Um, he had wrestlers coming from all over the world to wrestle in his company and built up a brilliant name for himself. Alongside the wrestling shows, what Ben done in the last couple of years was he set up a clothing brand or a t-shirt brand that he wanted to sell t-shirts um, in the intervals at the wrestling shows. And again, done really well. Um, he had this brand and I saw the brand at the time, but obviously I knew it was Ben's kind of thing and he was with a couple of other guys doing it. So I kind of stayed back, but I, at the time I remember thinking, that's a really cool brand, I love the logo and whatnot and always kept an eye on it. So last year, Ben actually sold the wrestling company and kind of moved away from the wrestling scene. And also he had the t-shirt brand as well, which at the time last year was just being sold at shows and a, a little spattering online, but there wasn't a huge online presence. And Ben came to me last summer and said, do you want to buy obviously all the rights and the remaining stock to the brand? Um, and I said, yeah, like it, it was the perfect time for me to start concentrating on something else. I, I'd built up my videography business. I'd built up the wedding videography business. So it was kind of running on its own and I wanted something new and exciting to, to look at and kind of create. And also the wedding videography, although I love it, it was never gonna be a 20 or 30 year career. I wanted to do it for a certain amount of time because it's financially viable to allow me to do passion projects or, or build up a huge passion of mine and obviously when Ben came with the brand it kind of brought everything together so with a brand that's my brand I can do videography photography the promotion side of it the branding and everything I love and it kind of culminated in bringing all that together and really excited me so obviously when Ben offered me the company I snapped his hand off and said yep I'll take it 
and I'll run with it. Ben is a super good friend of mine and I knew, although he was selling the brand, the t-shirt brand, I still wanted him involved in a bit. So he still has a, a small share in the company, but overall I have the controlling stake of the company and he's happy for me to take it whatever way I want. Um, so what I've done is initially Ben's idea for the brand was to be a combat sports brand and obviously fit into what he knew really well, which was the wrestling scene. And then he wanted to expand a bit more into kind of combat sports like UFC and whatnot. With the strong branding, however, the name and the logo and that, I felt the brand could be expanded more. And I'm a huge kind of dreamer. And I had these huge visions of taking this small brand, which is in a niche of the market, and spreading it out to be more of a sports clothing fashion brand. So I wanted it to sit alongside companies like Nike, Adidas, Under Armour, the kind of brands where people wear their stuff to the gym because that's their purpose for them. But also you can see people walking down the street in a Nike top or a Nike hoodie. And I had these grand aspirations for this brand to kind of sit alongside that. So once all the brand was signed over to me and everything, um, I sat on it for a little while. I wanted to do it properly. Normally when I have a new idea, I kind of bulldoze headfirst into it get really excited and then I guess a lot of people do this as well I got really excited and then it kind of tails off quickly when you realize the huge task in front of you but with this particular brand I really see this brand as my career uh, that's going to kind of fulfill me for the next I'm 36 at the moment I'm hoping it'll fulfill me for the next 30 40 years so I knew this time around with this particular thing that I wanted to take my time with it and properly assess how to move forward and get a good roadmap of how to move forward. So although I brought the company in summer of 2019, it wasn't till early this year that I started thinking more about it. I obviously had a lot of weddings last year um, and they were my main focus, but within the winter periods is when my weddings are a lot quieter. So I thought that's the perfect time to sit down and really focus on the brand. So when you look at any brand in the marketplace every brand has an identity or a philosophy and I knew that was key for this brand obviously it's a sports brand um, and sports clothing but I wanted there to be a philosophy behind it the huge thing that is really important to me and has been part of my life for the last 12 years is mental health growing up I was super chilled person people still say I am super chilled um, not much bothered me, but about 12 years ago, I started to suffer with anxiety um, and that led to depression and whatnot. And throughout the last 12 years, I've been through everything in my life. Like I've been through counselling numerous times, special counselling, hypnotherapy, tablets, meditation, anything you can think of that might help anxiety or depression, I've tried. But over those 12 years, I've realised that A, there's not enough kind of research and funding put into mental health to allow people to understand it better. And secondly, I've also learned that it's not something that you can just fix overnight and there has to be kind of a really long process to get back to where you want to be. So as I say, I had these kind of two things in my hand. I had this new brand and then I've had this thing that's close to my heart, which is mental health. 
And I thought the best way I can combine those is through this brand. And my main kind of philosophy or hook with this brand is that a percentage of every sale that I make will go to a mental health charity. And again, in a dreamy sense, and I'm always thinking about like what the dream would be, I would love this brand and this company to be one of the biggest contributors financially to mental health research in the UK, in the world, wherever. Um, and that's something that's really important to me. Alongside that, obviously, with sports brands anyway, there's always a theme of kind of pushing yourself and being better. Um, so I wanted to link that in, and I feel there's quite a crossover between mental health and sports. Um, and the idea of trying to better yourself. And that's essentially with mental health as well. You're at a certain point and essentially you want to get better. So it's working out ways to do that. And then on a physical sense as well with sport, you can be at a certain level and you want to get better. So I think these two things just go massively hand in hand and I want to put them together and really push them together. The key thing I don't want this to be is I don't want my brand to be a mental health brand in the sense when someone sees a t-shirt or something with my logo on it, with the brand logo on it, I don't want people to instantly associate it with mental health or a mental health charity. I want it just to be kind of like a subtle undertone of the brand. But the main purpose of the brand is, which I'm still trying to work out, I've come up with a couple of ideas, is... Um, to push yourself more and be the best version of you you can be. So that's kind of like the brand philosophy at the moment, both mentally and physically, just be the best version you can be. As I mentioned at the end of last year, I had my weddings and that, so I didn't do much for the brand. And then I kicked off 2020, starting to kind of put things into place to start building the brand. And then we had this lovely thing called COVID come along and we were put into lockdown and I just felt it was kind of like a bump in the tracks or whatever. Uh, but at the same time, I felt it was a good opportunity to kind of take stock and really sit down and have time and think about where I want to move forward. So from the start of January, I was actually doing a daily vlog on YouTube of everything I was doing daily towards trying to start the, the company and the business and the brand. In the vlog, which is still online, um, things I did was obviously spoke about where I wanted the brand to go. But more practically, I got some early samples of the logo um, on t-shirts and whatnot. And that was a bit hit and miss. There was some ideas that I thought would look really good. Um, and then as, as I got the samples, I realized they didn't come out how I wanted them to. The samples that I got were a bit hit and miss. Um, and I found it a bit of an unpredictability when going to a company and getting them to print the t-shirts and send them to me. It felt like a bit of lack of control. So I'll talk about in a minute how I've remedied that through the COVID crisis and why that's given me time to think about how to better move forward. Also a big thing for me because I have this huge aspiration for it to be a proper brand. This isn't like a side thing to my videography. This is the thing that I want to take over my life essentially and, and build. I know I needed the brand trademarked. So that means trademarking the logo and obviously the brand name. Now it took me quite a while to get around to that. And there's kind of two ways in the UK you can trademark things. So there's one way, which is basically you pay a fee 
you send your logo or your brand name and they say they either trademark it or not. And then there's the other side, which is you can pay half a fee and you send the logo in and they basically have a look at it and they'll say if they think it will pass for a trademark. And then once it does, you pay the other, the other amount, but it is a bit more than just paying the full amount up front. So I went for the second option um, just to kind of be safe. So I've sent the logo off and I'm still waiting to hear back. Every time I think, right, this week I'm gonna hear back about from the trademarking office or whoever it is that um, it's either passed or not. They say due to COVID and the amount of applications we've had, it's gonna take a bit longer. So every time I get my hopes up, it gets pushed further along, but I'm hoping within the next month or two, I should have an answer. Um, and that's a massive thing because the trademark of that brand is, it's an insurance policy that no one else can steal that idea or that logo or that brand. So having that in place will be a huge kind of green light to really push forward and push the brand. On the flip side, if it comes back and I can't trademark the logo, that's gonna put a huge span, spanner in the works. I'm gonna to have to think about the logo and maybe even changing it or how I move forward. So if that's not a hook to keep listening to this podcast, then I don't know what is. It could be an intense failure um, and this podcast will be over in a couple of episodes or it could be the green light to really push on. I mentioned about obviously sending to get samples of t-shirts done. So I originally wanted to start just with t-shirts and then have kind of one product line and then push it out into other product lines. Um, I got quite greedy in seeing companies like Gymshark and whatnot and all their products. Under Armour is another one I've been looking at. Um, and I got a bit greedy and thought, oh yeah, I could do this, I could do this, I could do this gym wear, I could do these trainers or whatever. And it just kind of expanded and I had to bring myself back in a bit. And I thought, no, I need to concentrate on a couple of kind of key garments that I can push and then expand when I need to. But obviously with the samples, as I said, they were a bit hit and miss and I was finding it a long process to kind of get what I wanted. So again, COVID gave me the opportunity to look at how I can change that or remedy that. So what I've actually done is I've brought the printing gear myself. Um, it's cost a fair whack of money, but I feel if I can do it myself for the first however many orders, then it's gonna save me money in the long run. And it also allows me to be more flexible. So by being able to print the, lo print the logos and what that myself onto whatever garment I'm choosing, it allows me to be flexible and I can try different ideas and try different samples without having to wait every time to go to a company and wait for them to send it to me. So it's kind of taking out the middleman and allowing me to, to be in control of A, the quality of what I'm sending out and B, what branding and what kind of garments and logos and designs and that I wanna do. And it just, yeah, it just allows me to be a lot more in control of the brand. However, with this idea, the problem was I live in a very small house with no extra space. So I've actually been over the last week or so, been clearing out my parents' garage, painting my parents' garage and turning it into a printing studio slash office 
for the brand and that's going to be my home essentially for the brand the hq where i'm going to be doing all my work like digitally um, for socials and whatnot orders and then also doing all the physical works of printing the orders sending them off and that and i'm obviously going to talk about that process more in further podcasts but yeah so basically where i'm at at the moment is i've taken everything in house with regards to production um, I've still got a source like if I'm going to go with t-shirts for the first kind of products I've still got a source the best t-shirts that I want I want good quality t-shirts again that's something I'll talk about in future podcasts but at the moment I've just bought some cheap t-shirts and hoodies and that from Primark I'm going to start printing on those and trying different ideas um, and that'll be coming up in the next couple of weeks one thing I also looked at in the early part of the year and spoke a bit about on the vlog um, and also kind of been looking at through COVID, but still need to do a lot of work on it, is obviously somewhere to sell the brand and the t-shirts and the clothing and whatnot. So I looked at a few different options for websites. Um, I'm very used to using WordPress as I use that for most, uh, most of my business work with the wedding videography and that, but I'm not too sure with e-commerce and whatnot. So I actually found and settled on Shopify, which is basically a website and e-commerce all linked in and it's really easy to set up so i've done a few videos on that but i'm going to go over that again in some more videos on youtube in the coming weeks because it was kind of like a time at the start of the year where i was just testing it out and working out how to use it but now i've had that time i can really sit down and refine how the website will look and obviously all the e-commerce side and setting up being able for people to do orders online and it all being integrated. So I'm gonna talk about that as well in future podcasts. And obviously what I've mentioned a couple of times is at the start of the year, I started doing a daily vlog and I'm gonna pick that up again um, from Monday, so next week. So I'm gonna be daily vlogging every day, what I'm doing in the business, warts and all, and kind of showing all the successes, all the failures, all the trials and tribulations. It's gonna be completely raw. I'm not gonna leave anything out because as I've said in the podcast trailer for this whole podcast, I want these podcasts and my journey of this brand to be in warts and all account, a documentation, because if you're listening to this and you want to grow your own brand, hopefully this will be some form of roadmap to get you to where you want to be. Um, I'm going to obviously document all my failures and issues as well. So hopefully that'll fast track you a bit because you can go, right, well, Mark was an idiot and he'd done this thing, so I'm not going to do that and I'm going to go the other way and obviously it'll get you over that hump or whatever and not kind of slow you down in your progress. So yeah, there will be a vlog alongside this. I'm going to leave a link in the description of this podcast so you can go and check that out. So basically it's just exactly the same as this podcast. It's Journey of the Brand and it's on YouTube and the daily vlogs will be between five and ten minutes long. So what's planned for next week? Next week, I've got to do more on the studio office area, I'm still building that up. And then I'm going to be printing my first samples on the cheap t-shirts that I got um, and bringing you along for the ride and telling you how it goes and what ideas I've got. Um, and then I'm also going to look at doing some product shots and potentially getting the Shopify website close to being launched. I thought a good little thing to finish off each podcast episode would be firstly to talk about the best tech I found in the last week that's helped me with my business 
Um, it may be an app, a website, a service or whatever, but something that's just really kind of helped push the business on. And for that this week, I'm going to talk about Fiverr. Now, this isn't any kind of advertisement or anything. I've not been paid to talk about Fiverr. It is just literally what's helped me this week. So Fiverr is a freelance website where if you want a design making or any kind of creative thing, um, you need a voiceover for anything or a podcast done, then you can look at everyone that does that type of thing and then pay someone which is a lot cheaper than using. So for me, this week I've used Fiverr to get a couple of designs done for the podcast and for the YouTube channel um, with the branding on and whatnot. And I went to Fiverr and it's much cheaper when you're starting out than using a full-on design company or agency. Now, I would always recommend using a design agency or company because you'll have a personal relationship with them and it's a lot more in depth. But if you're starting out with zero money, like me, um, then Fiverr is a great resource just to get some quick little designs. Don't expect the world from it, but it'll get you kind of a step on the ladder and pushing forward. So that's my tech of the week, fiverr.com. Um, definitely go and check it out if you need any designs doing, but also speak to some local design agencies if you have got a bit of budget to spend, um, but either or works really well. And then finally, each week, I thought I would talk about a book recommendation, something that I've read during the week. I love reading stories about people who have grown brands, entrepreneurs. Some of my favorite books were Richard Branson's autobiography to learn about how he built, obviously, Virgin. And this week, I am just about to finish Shoe Dog, which is basically the account by Phil Knight, the owner of Nike, and how he built Nike as a brand. The book is a few years old and it mostly centers around the 60s and 70s era of the brand but I've learned so much from that book it's unreal like even though he was building a brand in a completely different era there's so many things that translate over to today and it also shows you this book is a great representation it also shows you that not every rise to success is completely smooth and there's a lot of bumps and a lot of issues in the way and that is highlighted brilliantly in this book so i 100% recommend Shoe Dog. So if you've enjoyed this quick little introduction then definitely follow me on all the podcast platforms and check out the YouTube channel from Monday where I'll be uploading daily. Other than that thank you for listening if you've got this far it really means a lot to me if you're listening on itunes if you can give it a rating that would be amazing it really helps push it up into getting into different charts and whatnot so people can hear it and it gets discovered if you want to chat to me or ask me any questions best places to find me are on instagram and twitter my handles are at journey of the brand hq just come on there ask me any questions and just say hello but other than that, I'll be back again next Friday with the second episode talking about everything that's happened from today until next Friday. So I hope you'll be back with me next week and hope you enjoyed listening to this. Cheers. Cheers.